0: Section 9 of Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 11. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dick Bourgeois Doyle. Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 11, Section 9. Excerpts from Dante's Divine Comedy. Purgatory by dante canto 27 the final Brigation, seventh ledge the lustful passage through the flames stairway in the rock night upon the stairs dream of dante morning ascent to the earthly paradise the last words of virgil as when he darts forth his first rays there where his maker shed his blood ebro falling tinder the lofty scales and the waves in the ganges scorched by noon so the sun was now standing so that the day was departing when the glad angel of god appeared to us outside the flame he was standing on the bank and was singing beati mundo corde blessed are the pure in heart in a voice far more living than ours then no one goes further ye holy souls If first the fire sting not, enter into it, and to the song beyond ye not death. He said to us when we were near him. Whereat I became such, when I heard him, as is he who in the pit is put. With hands clasped upwards, I stretched forward, looking at the fire, and imagining vividly human bodies I had once seen burnt. The good escorts turned toward me, and Virgil said to me, My son, here may be torment, but not death. Bethink thee, bethink thee, and if I even upon Geryon guided thee safe, what shall I do now that I am nearer God? Believe for certain that if within the belly of this flame thou should stand full a thousand years, it could not make thee bald, of one hair and if thou perchance believest that i deceive thee draw near to it and make trial for thyself with thine own hands on the hem of thy garments put aside now put aside every fear turn hitherward and come on secure and i still motionless and against conscience when he saw me still stand motionless and obdurate he said disturbed a little Now see, son, between Beatrice and thee is this wall. As at the name of Thisbe, Pyramus, at the point of death, opened his eyelids and looked at her, what time the mulberry became vermilion. So, my obduracy, becoming softened, I turned me to the wise leader, hearing the name that in my memory is ever welling up. Whereat he nodded his head and said, How do we want to stay on this side? Then he smiled, as one doth at a child who is conquered by an apple. Then, within the fire, he set himself before me, praying Stadius that he would come behind, who previously on the long road had divided us. When I was in, into boiling glass, I would have thrown myself to cool me. So without measure was the burning there. My sweet father, to encourage me, went talking ever of Beatrice, saying, I seem already to see her eyes. A voice was guiding us, which was singing on the other side, and we, ever attentive to it, came forth there, where was the ascent. Venite, benedicte, patris mei. Come, ye blessed of my father, sounded within a light, that was there such that it overcame me, and I could not look on it. The sun departs, it added, and the evening comes. Tarry not, but hasten your steps, so long as the west grows not dark. The way mounted straight through the rock in such direction that I cut off in front of me the rays of the sun which was already low, and of a few stairs had we made a say air by the vanishing of the shadow. Both I and my sages perceived behind us the setting of the sun, and before the horizon in all its immense regions had become of one aspect, and night had all her dispensations, each of us made of a stair his bed for the nature of the mountain took from us the power more than the delight of ascending as goats who have been swift and wayward on the peak's air they are fed become tranquil as they ruminate silent in the shade while the sun is hot watched by the herdsmen who on his staff is leaning and leaning guards them, and as the shepherd who lodges out of doors passes the night beside his quiet flock, watching that the wild beast may not scatter it. Such were we, all three then, I like a goat, and they like shepherds, hemmed in on this side and on that by the high rock. Little of the outside could there appear, but through that little i saw the stars both brighter and larger than their want thus ruminating and thus gazing upon them sleep overcame me sleep which oft before a deed be done knows news thereof at the hour i think when from the east on the mountain first beams cytherea who with fire of love seems always burning i seemed in dream to see a lady young and beautiful going through a meadow gathering flowers and singing she was saying let him know whoso asks my name that i am leah and i go moving my fair hands around to make myself a garland to please me at the glass here i adorn me but my sister rachel never withdraws from her mirror and sits all day she is as fain to look with her fair eyes is i to adorn me with my hands her seeing and me doing satisfies and now before the splendors which precede the dawn and rise the more grateful unto pilgrims as in returning they lodge less remote and the shadows fled away on every side and my sleep with them whereupon i rose seeing my great masters already risen that pleasant apple which through so many branches the care of mortals goes seeking, today shall put in peace thy hungerings. Virgil used words such as these toward me, and never were there gifts which could be equal in pleasure to these. Such wish upon wish came to me to be above, that at every step thereafter I felt the feathers growing for my flight. When beneath us, All the stairway had been run, and we were on the topmost step. Virgil fixed his eyes on me and said, The temporal fire and the eternal thou hast seen, son, and art come to a place where of myself no further onward I discern. I have brought thee here with understanding and with art. Thine own pleasure now take thou for guide. Forth art thou from the steep ways. Forth art thou from the narrow." See there the sun, which on thy front doth shine. See the young grass, the flowers, the shrubs, which here the earth of itself alone produces. Until rejoicing come the beautiful eyes, which weeping made me come to thee. Thou canst sit down, thou canst go among them. Expect no more, or word, or sign from me. Free, upright, and sane is thine own free will, and it would be wrong not to act according to its pleasure. Wherefore thee, over thyself, I crown and mitre. Cantos 30 and 31. The meeting with his lady in the earthly paradise. Beatrice appears. Departure of Virgil. Reproof of Dante by Beatrice. Confession of Dante. Passage of Letha. Unveiling of Beatrice. When the septentrion of the first heaven, which never setting new, nor rising, nor veil of other cloud than sin, and which was making every one there acquainted with his duty, as the lower makes whoever turns the helm to come to port, stop still. The truthful people, who had come first between the griffin and it, turned to the chariot, as to their peace, and one of them. As if sent from heaven, singing cried thrice, Veni sponsa de Libano, come with me from Lebanon, my spouse, and all the others after. As the blessed at the last trump will arise swiftly, each from his tomb, singing hallelujah with recovered voice, so upon the divine chariot, ad vocem tante senis, at the voice of so great an elder, rose up a hundred ministers and messengers of life eternal. All were saying, Benedictus qui venis, blessed thou that comest. And scattering flowers above and around, manibus o date lilia plenis, o give lilies with full hands. I have seen ere now, at the beginning of the day, the eastern region all rosy while the rest of the heaven was beautiful with fair clear sky and the face of the sunrise shaded so that through the tempering of vapours the eye sustained it a long while thus within a cloud of flowers from which the angelic hands was ascending and falling down again within and without a lady with olive wreath above a white veil appeared to me robed with the colour of living flame beneath a green mantle and my spirit that now for so long a time had not been broken down trembling with amazement at her presence without having more knowledge by the eyes through the occult virtue that proceeded from her felt the great potency of ancient love soon as upon my sight the lofty virtue smote which already had transfixed me ere i was out of boyhood i turned me to the left with the confidence with which the little child runs to his mother when he is frightened, and when he is troubled, to say to Virgil, Less than a drachm of blood remains in me that doth not tremble. I recognize the signals of the ancient flame. But Virgil had left us, deprived of himself. Virgil, sweetest father, Virgil, to whom I for my salvation gave me nor did all which the ancient mother lost avail unto my cheeks cleansed with dew that they should not turn dark again with tears dante though virgil be gone away weep not yet for it behooves thee to weep by another sort like an admiral who on poop or on prow comes to see the people that are serving on the other ships and encourages them to do well upon the left border of the chariot when i turn me at the sound of my own name which of necessity is registered here i saw the lady who had first appeared to me veiled beneath the angelic festival directing her eyes toward me across the stream although the veil which descended from her head circled by the leaf of minerva did not allow her to appear distinctly royally still haughty in her mane she went on as one who speaks and keeps back his warmest speech look at me well i am indeed i am indeed beatrice how hast thou deigned to approach the mountain didst thou know that man is happy here my eyes fell down into the clear font but seeing myself in it i drew them to the grass Such great shame burdened my brow, as to the son the mother seems proud, so she seemed to me, for somewhat bitter tasteth the savor of stern pity. She was silent, and the angels sang of a sudden, In te domine speravi, in thee, O Lord, do I put my trust, but beyond pedes meos, my feet, they did not pass. Even as the snow among the living rafters upon the back of Italy is congealed, blown and packed by Slavonian winds, then melting trickles through itself, if only the land that loses shadow breathe, so that it seems a fire that melts the candle. So was I without tears and sighs before the song of those who time their notes after the notes of the eternal circles. But when I heard in their sweet accords, their compassion for me, more than if they had said, Lady, why dost thou so confound him? The ice that was bound tight around my heart became breath and water, and with anguish poured from my breast through my mouth and eyes. She, still standing motionless on the aforesaid side of the chariot, then turned her words to those pious beings thus, ye watch in the eternal day so that nor night nor slumber robs from you one step the world may make along its ways wherefore my reply is with greater care that he who is weeping yonder may understand me so that fault and grief may be of one measure not only through the working of the great wheels which direct every seed to some end according as the stars are its companions but through largesse of divine graces which have for their rain vapours so lofty that our sight goes not near thereto this man was such in his new life virtually that every right habit would have made admirable proof in him but so much the more malign and more savage becomes the land ill-sown and untilled as it has more of good terrestrial vigour Sometime did i sustain him with my face showing my youthful eyes to him i led him with me turned in the right direction so soon as i was upon the threshold of my second age and had changed life this one took himself from me and gave himself to others from flesh to spirit i had ascended and beauty and virtue were increased in me i was less dear and less pleasing to him and he turned his steps along a way not true following false images of good which pay no promise in full nor did it avail me to win by entreaty inspirations with which both in dream and otherwise i called him back So little did he heed them, so low he fell, that all means for his salvation were already short, save showing him the lost people. For this I visited the gate of the dead, and to him who has conducted him up hither my prayers were born with weeping. The high decree of God would be broken, if let they should be passed. And such viands should be tasted without any scot of repentance, which may pour forth tears o thou who art on the further side of the sacred river turning her speech with the point to me which only by the edge had seemed to me keen she began anew going on without delay say say if this be true to so great an accusation it behooves that thine own confession be conjoined my power was so confused that my voice moved and became extinct before it could be released by its organs. A little she bore it. Then she said, What thinkest thou? Reply to me, for the sad memories in thee are not yet injured by the water. Confusion and fear together mingled forced such a yes from my mouth that the eyes were needed for the understanding of it. As a crossbow breaks its cord and its bow, when it shoots with too great tension, and with less force the shaft hits the mark so did i burst under the heavy load pouring forth tears and sighs and the voice slackened along its passage whereupon she to me within those desires of mine that were leading thee to love the good beyond which there is nothing whereto man may aspire what trenches running traverse or what chains didst thou find for which thou wert obliged thus to abandon the hope of passing onward. And what enticements or what advantages on the brow of the others were displayed, for which thou wert obliged to court them? After the drawing of a bitter sigh, hardly had I the voice that answered, and the lips with difficulty gave it form. Weeping, I said, the present things with their false pleasure turned my steps soon as your face was hidden. And she, hadst thou been silent, or hadst thou denied that which thou dost confess, thy fault would be not less noted, but such a judge is it known. But when the accusation of the sin bursts from one's own cheek, in our court the wheel turns itself back against the edge. But yet that thou mayst now bear shame for thy error, and that another time, hearing the sirens, Thou mayst be stronger, lay aside the seed of weeping and listen. So shalt thou hear how, in opposite direction, my buried flesh ought to have moved thee. Never did nature or art present to thee pleasure such as the fair limbs wherein I was enclosed, and they are scattered in earth. And if the supreme pleasure thus failed thee through my death, what mortal things ought then to have drawn thee into its desire? Forsooth, thou oughtest, at the first arrow of things deceitful, to have risen up. Follow me, who was no longer such. Nor should thy wings have weighed thee downward to await more blows, either girl or vanity of so brief a use the young little bird awaits two or three but before the eyes of the full-fledged net is spread in vain the arrow shot as children ashamed dumb with eyes upon the ground stand listening and conscience-stricken and repentant so was i standing and she said since through hearing thou art grieved lift up thy beard and thou shalt receive more grief in seeing with less resistance is a sturdy oak uprooted by a native wind or by one from the land of arbus then i raised up my chin at her command and why by the beard she asked for my eyes truly i recognized the venom of the argument And, as my face stretched upward, my sight perceived that those primal creatures were resting from their strewing, and my eyes, still little assured, saw Beatrice turn toward the animal that is only one person in two natures. Beneath her veil, and beyond the stream, she seemed to me more to surpass her ancient self than she surpassed the others here when she was here. So pricked me there the nettle of repentance— that of all other things the one which most turned me aside unto its love became most hostile to me. Such contrition stung my heart that I fell overcome, and what I then became, she knows, who afforded me the cause. Then when my heart restored my outward faculties, I saw above me the lady whom I had found alone, and she was saying, Hold me, hold me she had drawn me into the stream up to the throat and dragging me behind was moving upon the water light as a shuttle when i was near the blessed shore asperges me i heard so sweetly that i cannot remember it far less can write it the beautiful lady opened her arms clasped my head and plunged me in where it behooved that i should swallow the water then she took me in thus bathed and brought me with the dance of the four beautiful ones and each of them covered me with her arm here we are nymphs and in heaven we are stars ere beatrice has descended to the world we were ordained unto her for her handmaids we will lead thee to her eyes but in the joyous light which is within them the three yonder who deeper gaze shall make keen thine own thus singing they began and then to the breast of the griffin they led me with them where beatrice was standing turned toward us they said see that thou sparest not thy sight we have placed thee before the emeralds whence love of old drew its arrows upon thee a thousand desires hotter than flame bound my eyes to the relucent eyes which only upon the griffin were standing fixed as the sun in a mirror not otherwise the twofold animal was gleaming there within now with one now with another mode think reader if i marvelled when i saw the thing stand quiet in itself while in its image it was transmuting itself while full of amazement and glad my soul was tasting that food which sating of itself causes hunger for itself the other three showing themselves in their bearing of loftier order came forward dancing to their angelic melody turn beatrice turn thy holy eyes was their song upon thy faithful one who to see thee has taken so many steps for grace do us the grace that thou unveil to him thy mouth, so that he may discern the second beauty which thou concealest. O splendor of living light eternal! Who hath become so pallid under the shadow of Parnassus, or hath so drunk at its cistern, that he would not seem to have his mind encumbered, trying to represent thee, as thou didst appear there, where in harmony the heaven overshadows thee, when in the open air thou didst thyself disclose paradise canto 33 the beatific vision dante having been brought by beatrice to paradise in the Empyrean, is left by her in charge of saint bernard while she takes her place among the blessed prayer of saint bernard to the virgin her intercession the vision of god the end of desire Virgin Mother, daughter of Thine own Son, humble and exalted, more than any creature, fixed term of the eternal Council, Thou art she who did so ennoble human nature that its own Maker disdained not to become His own making. Within Thy womb was rekindled the love through whose warmth this flower has thus blossomed in the eternal peace. Here Thou art to us the noonday torch of charity, and below, Among mortals thou art the living fount of hope. Lady, thou art so great, and so availest, that whoso wishes grace, and has not recourse to thee, wishes his desire to fly without wings. Thy benignity not only succors him who asks, but oft-times freely foreruns the asking. In thee mercy, in thee pity, in thee magnificence, in thee whatever of goodness is in any creature, are united now doth this man who from the lowest abyss of the universe far even as here has seen one by one the lives of spirits supplicate thee through grace for virtue such that he may be able with his eyes to uplift himself higher toward the ultimate salvation and i who never for my own vision burn more than i do for his proffer to thee all my prayers and pray that they be not scant that with thy prayers thou would dissipate for him every cloud of his mortality so that the supreme pleasure may be displayed to him further i pray thee queen who canst whatso thou wilt that after so great a vision thou wouldst preserve his affection sound may thy guardianship vanquish human impulses behold beatrice with all the blessed For my prayers clasped their hands to thee. The eyes beloved and revered by God, fixed on the speaker, showed to us how pleasing unto her are devout prayers. Then to the eternal light were they directed, on which it is not to be believed that I so clear is turned by any creature. And I, who to the end of all desires was approaching, even as I ought, ended within myself the ardor of my longings, Bernard was beckoning to me, and was smiling, that I should look upward. But I was already of my own accord, such as he wished for my sight. Becoming pure was entering more and more through the radiance of the lofty light, which of itself is true. Thenceforward my vision was greater than our speech, which yields to such sight, and the memory yields to such excess, as is he who dreaming sees, and after the dream the passion remains imprinted, and the rest returns not to the mind, such as am I, for my vision almost wholly fails, while the sweetness that was born of it yet distills within my heart. Thus the snow is by the sun unsealed, thus on the wind, in the light leaves, was lost the saying of the sibyl. O supreme light, that so high upliftest thyself from mortal conceptions, relend a little to my mind of what thou didst appear, and make my tongue so powerful that it may be able to leave one single spark of thy glory for the future people. For by returning somewhat to my memory, and by sounding a little of these verses, more of thy victory shall be conceived. I think that by the keenness of the living ray which I endured, I should have been dazzled if my eyes had been averted from it. And it comes to my mind that for this reason I was more hardy to sustain so much, that I joined my look unto the infinite goodness. O abundant grace, whereby I presumed to fix my eyes through the eternal light so far that there I consummated my vision." In its depth I saw that whatsoever is dispersed through the universe is there included, bound with love in one volume, substance and accidents, and their modes, fused together, as it were, in such wise that that of which I speak is one simple light. The universal form of this knot, I believe that I saw, because in saying this I feel that I more abundantly rejoice. One instant only is greater oblivion for me than 5 and 20 centuries, to the emprise, which made Neptune wonder at the shadow of Argo. Thus my mind, wholly wrapped, was gazing fixed, motionless and intent, and ever with gazing grew enkindled. In that light one becomes such that it is impossible he should ever consent to turn himself from it for other sight, because the good, which is the object of the will, is all collected in it, and outside of it that is defective, which is perfect there. Now will my speech be shorter, even in respect to that which I remember, than an infant's who still bathes his tongue at the breast. Now, because more than one simple semblance was in the living light, wherein I was gazing, which is always such, as it was before, but through my sight, which was growing strong in me, as I looked, one sole appearance, as I myself changed was altering itself to me within the profound and clear subsistence of the lofty light appeared to me three circles of three colors and of one dimension and one appeared reflected by the other as iris by iris and the third appeared fire which from the one and from the other is equally breathed forth Oh, how short is the telling, and how feeble toward my conception, and this toward what I saw is such, that it suffices not to call it little. O oh, eternal light, that soul dwellest in thyself, soul understandest thyself, and by thyself understood and understanding, lovest and smilest on thyself. That circle, which thus conceived, appeared in thee as a reflected light, being some while regarded by my eyes seemed to me depicted within itself of its own very colour by our effigy wherefore my sight was wholly set upon it as is the geometer who wholly applies himself to measure the circle and finds not by thinking that principle of which he is in need such was i at that new sight i wish to see how the image accorded with the circle and how it has its place therein but my own wings were not for this. Had it not been that my mind was smitten by a flash in which its wish came? To my high fantasy here power failed, but now my desire and my will, like a wheel which evenly is moved, the love was turning which moves the sun and the other stars. End of section 9